Hi, Greg. Hey, Ron. So I had this whole thing, right? I was gonna, I was gonna get on here, and I was gonna do in, an ASMR themed uh, uh, episode, right? Oh, sexy. I and and I was gonna do it uh, in the hopes of of courting us a new sponsor, um, Raycon, because they apparently also are sponsoring fucking everything that exists. <laughs> um, and and honestly, I, I I looked into this right, and I was thinking about getting a, a set of their earbuds because you know I I have. A set of wireless earbuds are a little older now. The batteries are dying on them. I have to get new ones. And I was like, well, they're sponsoring fucking everything that I watch. Maybe I should look into it. Mm-hmm. And I saw their advertising with fucking Fox News hosts. And now uh, Raycon can eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. I mean, you know, I looked past the fact that they were like uh, – Working with like Cardi B and whatever, because I was like, okay, well, you know, after Beats by Dre, like anyone who does any kind of audio thing is going to try to get some kind of celebrity. And, you know, I guess apparently Cardi B was the best they could do. But, um, yeah, you start putting Fox News in there and you just, there goes my money. I'm not wanting anything to do with you anymore. Yeah, that's pretty unfortunate yeah i don't i don't even want their sponsorship anymore don't want it <laughs> yeah well when you've when you've lost out on greg's business i that's, mean that that's just cash money that you're throwing down the drain right there gone you'd go all in on that shit but you're, but it's even worse because not only are you, you're not just losing out on my money, right? Mm-hmm. You're losing out on me sponsoring your product. Right, right. And I could be on here talking to all three of our listeners <laughs> uh, about how great your product is. Uh huh. Exactly. So yeah, instead of instead of backing us bashing other people to eat a bag of dicks congratulations raycon now you get to eat the bag of dicks so proud of you you know there there are a lot of things right i there are a lot of things that i don't agree with that i could still forgive mm-hmm. okay and at this point if you are in bed with fox news fuck you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep yeah, so I, I'm I'm taking it that you also don't have a my pillow in your house. I definitely do not have a my pillow in my house. <laughs> oh man, that that guy, like just in general, can, I wouldn't on I any would day of the week he could a eat a bag of dicks to put in the backyard and let the dog go to town on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just no. No, no. He, yeah, he's all sorts of awful. Just. I don't. I mean, where, where do they keep digging these Nazis up at? That's what I want to know. I, I don't know. 
Didn't we? I mean, we literally invented the atomic bomb so we didn't have to deal with assholes like this anymore. (laughs) Yeah, but then we stopped using it once we saw the raw, destructive power of the bomb. Hmm. I guess. Yeah. I guess, too. But, you know, here we are, 65... 75 years removed? How many? Holy shit. Yeah. I can't even do math in my head. That was a long-ass time ago. It's hard. Ay-yay-yay. Where's Captain America when you need him? Um, I, I think he went back in time to live with Peggy. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Shit. You're right. Uh, he finally should, got his happy ending. We should just put spoiler alert on this entire show. Like, every just in like, general, yeah. It should be like eat a bag of dicks. Subtitle spoiler alert. <laughs> yep, that's fine by me. <laughs> oh man, so much, so much going on right now, yeah, all over the place. I've run out of. I've run out of Harrison Ford-led trilogies to rewrite. So, oh, what's what's going thing. on in the world? Ah, oh, jeez. I mean, it, there's, I, uh, you know, not that anybody would would find it interesting at all. I mean, not that anyone finds any of this interesting. The what we talk about, but it actually, um, wasn't a title we considered for this show. <laughs> sure was um no i i i would like to just get your your basic base kind of gut reaction thoughts to uh um to to big sir and everything that that happened uh today i knew you were were gonna do this to me no no uh, but 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 here's the thing like because there had there has been so much going on, and you know we've talked about getting you know we we dive off into the political realm, and that's not where we wanted the show to go, right? But there's also there's there's the the Tulsa news from the weekend, right? There's all that shit that went down, but then there's also a couple of pop culture things that relate directly to what we talked about last week. It's like, I, I just don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. All right. So, really... sir. No, no. <laughs> first things first. First things first. First things first. From uh. now on, I'm referring to you as Big Sir. <laughs> but hey. beyond that, why the fuck you got to try to turn my Mac into an iPad? It's been going this way for years. Yeah. I know they have. They absolutely have, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Literally, after, and I, I get, like, okay, I understand, well, take take off my human hat and put on my... Uh, bullshit capitalist hat for a second. Mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. their move to 
uh, you know, their own processors um, from Intel. And really, I could care less who the processor supplier is, right? Yeah. Um, but at, at this point, what, what they're doing, uh, first off, they didn't announce any kind of fucking specs at all. No. You know, uh, they, they were very much uh, on point not to bring up any, you know, uh, comparison uh, in processor speed or capability or anything. Um, but beyond that, at, at this point, really what what Apple is doing is they're they're turning the Mac into an iPad mm -hmm. that is designed to program iPhones. <laughs> yep yep they really are i mean that but... really that's what it's come down to at this point um their their whole uh what's that bullshit that they called it with the uh uh running the ipad apps on on your uh mac uh catalyst catalyst fuck catalyst <laughs> Every app that they've put out that uses Catalyst so far, and maybe it's different on their A29XZG processor or whatever, but every Catalyst app that they put out so far is a steaming fucking turd. <laughs> well, that was one of the, the big points that they they made sure to make was we've already been rewriting our apps in this and now messages is going to be rewritten this way and i don't well, remember what the other one was but their apps with catalyst for uh fucking what is it mojave or whatever i can't keep track of these damn names anymore but no, I can't fucking cat names damn. <laughs> they're out of cats unless they, unless they go back i know the difference between a lion and a jaguar okay i don't know the difference between fucking El Capitan and the Mojave and like I don't, which one's the desert? Because that's I think the one I'm on is the desert one. No. Mojave, yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, no. Pretty I sure. Lives in California, and not everyone cares. Mhm, mm mhm. But it it expresses the heritage of the company, and being from California. Fine, I whatever. At least they moved on past. At least they moved on past ten point ninety four. Finally, right? They decided to kick it up to eleven. Well, but um, and I wanted to actually, I I specifically and, wanted to ask you about that because it it was this it was small little sh cutaway shot to the screen, right? And you're looking at the system information panel. And there it is, just blatantly sitting there, not a single word mentioned about it, right? Like, it's just up, I mean, they basically turned it into a fucking Easter egg, right? Yeah. Like, to, to pull that out. And I I don't know if you remember when when Steve Jobs came out and literally put OS 9 into a coffin and buried it, Right? Like when when the transition to OS ten was happening and like because that's the way Steve did things. 
you know, he was like, fuck this garbage software. We're putting it in the goddamn trash. And I, mean, I was just. It happened. It did. I mean, it, don't well, yeah. get me wrong. OS 9 had a lot of charm. Okay. Mm-hmm. There, there uh, were some wonderful things about that UI. I still miss the ability to shade windows. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, and and all of my all of my Unix machines, anything I have a GUI on, I shade my windows. Um, but I understand why it happened, right? Why they needed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not trying to just be a jerk here, right? I mean, I don't want to sit here and bemoan them for moving forward with a different processor or uh, you know making that change. Um, but at the same time, when I sit here, you know, let's see, I've got my reminders app open and I've got my mail app open and with these damn title bars, the way they are, I can't tell which one is the active application anymore. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, everything just blends in like it really, you have to operate it at full screen just so you know what fucking app is the one that you're working in. Hmm. And I don't need 4K worth of reminders application. <laughs> what? Why not? Seems like a great use of real estate to me. I don't it know. It absolutely is, you know? Let me tell you. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing that just, yeah, is that kind of sticks out for me, you know, that that little blurb with with the Easter egg sized, you know, version 11.0. And it was just like, at at first I had to kind of do a double take. Then I had to do kind of like a holy shit moment. But then it was just like, God damn, what an unceremonious end for the last 18 years. And and how did they miss the golden fucking opportunity for spinal tap jokes. <laughs> Just nothing. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's very true. And okay, so let me ask you this. because uh, this is one of the things that I was kind of thinking about you know, with that and just with the architecture change in general and you know, I, I think that for me, like a part of the reason why Apple took as long as they did in truly um, not postponing, but moving WWDC to be an online only event was because this was such a momentous year and they wanted to try and like see if things would kind of pass by a little bit and they'd be able to do something in person because at as much as any of the, you know, whether it's fanboys or um, those that actually do this kind of stuff for a living, like by no means are we any sort of Apple podcast. There are plenty of, podcasts that are out there that are specifically devoted and will go into hours and hours and hours of this shit. But 
you know, those people sitting in the audience, like, even watching one of the keynotes, as much as we eye roll at all of the little things that people will, um, like, hoop and holler at, right, for, like, really? You're going to clap for that? Like, okay, whatever. That, like, that's fine. But it, it does give, it's, it is a different atmosphere, right? Having this pre-recorded, you know, because everything is still very scripted, no matter what, but like pre-recorded and perfectly edited and all of that. Like it just, it makes me wonder if, if it would have been different and if they would have made it a little bit more of a reveal had WWDC been normal with with an audience and people there i don't know i don't know i mean you know part of me thinks maybe you know i i mean you're right right it's it's been a long time coming that they've been you know ipadifying uh mac os Mm um and so part of me looks at it and thinks well, would they have done more with it, right? Because uh, they think they finally hit maybe a stopping point where they're like, okay, it's iPad enough and we're not going to fuck it any harder. Um, (laughs) But there's another part of me that thinks they're nowhere near done. And the only reason they kicked it up to 11 is because someone at HQ was finally like, how many fucking versions of OS 10 do we need? Mm-hmm. You know, like make it 11 already. Yeah. Uh, you know, 10.10 didn't make any fucking sense. Nope. Uh, you know, like, yeah, it's, but it's then, but then at that point you're committed, right? So you, you got to keep it going, you know, cause you, you don't go 10.10 and then roll it over. Right. At that point it's like, okay, well, you know, we we went this far. We may as go. Th- we may as well go through at least eleven, twelve, thirteen. You know, and what what did we make it up to? Fifteen, I think it was. But I mean, but, and yeah. and I guess I understand right that like, okay, they're making the switch to their own processor, so they you know you've you've got to recompile everything under the new processor. It makes sense at this point to say, okay, here's our version bump, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. I, I understand that. Um, I just, I don't know. I get sadder and sadder every year that the new version of the Mac OS comes out because we, when, when I started with Mac OS and I mean way, way back, right? Um, sure, it was a little uh, rocky start because they were coming off a of power PC and onto this new thing, and everyone freaked out. Where's my Photoshop? What's you know what's going on? But OS ten for many, many, many years was a rock solid beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the most amazing, like I would laugh at anyone using windows because like, why would you even use that? You know, like this, this system, it just, it doesn't break, you know, no matter what you do to it. Mm -hmm. And now I can't get the goddamn thing to check my email 
because, uh, you know, every other day they're fucking apps based on this, whatever the fuck it is from the iPad shit crash everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just, and, and I'll be the first to admit, I'm just being salty here. Like I'm salty. Oh, uh, sure. Get, get your fucking hands off my Mac. Stop trying to turn it into an iPad because it ain't an iPad. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, I mean, at this point, for for what it really is worth or, or the worth that Apple seems to be projecting onto the Mac with uh, Big Sur is... They they really are projecting it as this is just an appliance to make stuff for your phone. Like that's what it is. Don't no one needs to buy this unless you're trying to make apps for the phone. Uh-huh. Uh, and and otherwise just to, to get an iPad, get get an iPhone, um, and I don't know that you know. Coming off of however many years we've been going on OS ten now, of just you know working with the system every day, uh, doing all of my work every day in the system um, to see it just—it's not even neglected. It's it's purposefully hobbled. It's. They, they, they are pushing to, you know, uh, okay, so they say they're pushing to unify the UI, which really means we decided that instead of shoehorning a, a desktop UI onto a mobile device, we're going to shoehorn a mobile UI onto a desktop device. Yeah, but they, they've been going this way for years that. now. It doesn't mean it works. Right, right. But, you know, if you're ever... Uh, if I okay. wanted a half-ass UI that was <laughs> quasi-mobile bullshit, I'd go run GNOME 3. <laughs> but don't you think that... I, uh, I, I don't know. A, a lot of this, and I, I know that it has been said over and over by those at the top in Cupertino that we are, that there is no foreseeable future with touchscreen Macs. But don't you feel that all of this just lays the groundwork for that to become inevitable? You know, well, I mean... I don't it, see it's... how there's not a future with touchscreen Macs because if there's not a future with touchscreen Macs, Stop putting fucking touchscreen UI on my Mac. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it just goes back to, you know, the original iPhone presentation, right? And and what what are we going to use? Are we going to use a stylus? No. Styluses suck. They're awful. They're horrible to use. You lose them. We're going to use our natural pointing device, the finger, right? And now, oh, guess what? We have styluses. Oh, how about that? They're back. And I, you can get I the will, Apple Pencil. 
I will be the first to say that like on the iPad, the Apple Pencil is a game changer. I love yeah. it. Sure. I absolutely love it. And I, I am excited about, uh, you know, they talked about Scribble and, and whatever, which I think honestly is a dumb fucking name, but whatever. Oh, of course. It's an Apple the name. ability to handwrite on your iPad in, in any text field, like if that works half as good as it did on the Newton, fucking amen. That should, <laughs> you should have done it a long time ago, you know? Uh, I'm, I'm very excited about that prospect if it works properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I mean, and, and I guess my, my entire point of my stupid ass rant here is that, you know, they, they make those kinds of innovations on the iPad and I guess you can't even really call it an innovation because literally you could do it on a Newton, but, um, <laughs> well, you could, you could kinds kind of, of do it, iPad, but for every advancement that the iPad gets, it seems like the Mac gets, you know, a little more taken away. Yep. Yep. It's good all around. Good times. If for nothing else, then I, the fact that I get to hear these reactions from you. Um, I mean, to be and- fair though, I like, I'm still salty about the fact that when I updated, uh, they changed the default shell to ZSH and I had to go through and fucking figure out how to convert all my bash configs to, to ZSH. So, uh, every time I open the terminal window and it's like the default is now ZSH. You are a terrible person for using bash. Fuck you. We're going to kill you. I'm like, ah, fuck your message. Fine. I'll figure it out. Uh, You poor thing. I just, you know, it's it's the simple things. It's the little things. I don't even hate ZSH. I have no problem with ZSH. It's really, uh, you know, like most of it is compatible enough with Bash that there's, you know, for my purposes, not a practical difference to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's just one of those naggy little like, God damn it, Apple. All right, I'll fucking change it. Leave me alone. We yep. sit over here and masturbate in peace. Christ. <laughs> this episode of Eat a Bag of Dicks is brought to you by, well, us. Hi, everybody. It's Ron here. Look, getting a new show up and off the ground is not easy. We don't have any real sponsors at this point, but still doesn't hurt to throw in a little shameless self-promotion. Greg and I have no plan to kid ourselves into turning this stuff into a full-time gig, but there are still costs associated with getting this podcast and the other stuff we're going to do off the ground. Wait, what's that you say, Ron? Other stuff? You bet your sweet ass there's going to be more. But at this point, you can interact with us on most of the different media platforms at Eat a Bag Podcast. You can get a hold of us on Twitter. We have a dedicated subreddit, a Discord, eatabagpodcast.com or plain old email eatabagpodcast at gmail.com and for those of you that are the most generous of all we've set up a patreon at patreon.com slash eatabagpodcast to help support the costs of hosting and publishing the show and the other stuff coming in the future too of course 
Once again, that's patreon.com slash eatabagpodcast. Thanks again to, well, us for sponsoring our own show. Now, back to it. Oh, you poor thing. What are you going to do? Drink a lot. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, okay. That sounds fair. So I pissed off every Apple fanboy out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All three of them. And as as being someone who, you know, self-admittedly loves Apple uh, and and loves or loved Mac OS. Um, but at this point, I mean, like at this point after this uh, keynote, especially. And, and knowing, as you know, that I have recently just purchased not one but two brand new Macs. Uh, you know, within the last, what, six months or whatever, um, for, for work. Um, at, at this point right now, if I didn't need a Mac, uh, like actually legitimately need one for work because I do have to build apps for, uh, iPhones, I would just fuck right the fuck off to to Linux and uh, build everything there and not look back. Wow. All right. Strong statements. And that's not to say, I mean, I, I still, I love my iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would still consider getting another iPad. And mm-hmm. I would still consider getting uh, another iPhone. Um. But Well, I mean, pretty soon, I mean, come fall, you'll be able to get yourself another ipad because it, it'll be called an imac or right. MacBook pro so i mean i i just at at this point i i honestly am considering like where do i go in the future and i think the future is uh move off to linux buy a, a fucking mac mini or whatever uh, to handle what I need on the Mac side, right? Because mm-hmm. most things, I mean, unless you're unless you're developing like game apps or something, right? Most apps yeah. that you're going to develop, you can get away with, uh, you know, like a React Native or a, or um, uh, whatever the other one is. Um, I can't think of it now, but. Uh, you know, you can get, or, or even a Xamarin or something. I mean, uh, and that's not to say that I promote necessarily any of those, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there are cross-platform solutions where, yes, you still need a Mac to, because you have to have Xcode to actually be able to build and, and deploy to the App Store. Um, but most of the development work, like you can do a lot of it, without you know mm-hmm. uh you just do your development work without you do your because you're building everything cross-platform now anyway so you do your testing uh on your linux computer with your android and then when it comes time that that's done you bring everything over to the mac test it out quick uh make any last minute polish changes that you need and spit it out i mean Unless they're going to build an iPad, I mean, 
what what we're really getting to is a point where they're just going to spit out an iPad that's powerful enough to have Xcode, and then the Mac may as well just die. That that was the exact question that I was going to ask you. Do you think that there yeah that there's a point where where Xcode ends up on an iPad? Because it's been it's been talked about before, not not by Apple people, but like in in the universe um, of those who talk about Apple, um, you know, and I some people, some people are in the camp of, Oh, well it'll, yeah, it'll never ever happen. Um, you know, Xcode is too complicated in the way that, you know, whatever. And then there are the other people that are like, absolutely. And you know, who says that it has to be a full version of Xcode? You know, why can't it be, you know, something that only targets the, you know, iPhone or, you know, it's something where, you know, you could even stagger it in in different phases or something. I don't think that you will see Xcode like you think of it today on an iPad. Um, you know, not what you run on your Mac. I mm-hmm. don't think it's on your iPad. No, um, I agree. But, you know, with the inclusion of, of you know, this new overpriced abomination of a keyboard for the iPad um, <laughs> with a mouse or the fact that you trackpad. can you, yeah or the fact that you can connect a mouse or a trackpad uh, uh-huh. it just disconnects every 15 minutes uh, <laughs> but like you okay now you've got the, the tools in terms of what you need to be able to navigate the UI and work efficiently with it right uh-huh. um and I already run Visual Studio Code on my iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I run it, you know, I, I mean, when, when I say I run it on my iPad, that's a little disingenuous, but it is in the way that I think that something like Xcode would come to it in that, you know, I have a server and the server runs a copy of uh, Visual Studio Code. Mm-hmm. And then I connect to that uh, you know, through Safari, um, and then just make a shortcut. So I don't have all the stupid menu bars and everything on my desktop. Right. Um, and I just click on the thing and it connects up and it says, okay, here's your, uh, project that you're working on. And now if I combine that with, uh, with a VPN, um, I can connect in from anywhere back to the same server and work on my code. Like I never left. Yep. So do I see something like that being possible? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, I, I don't think even just possible, I think inevitable. The, the road that Apple is walking down right now um, with, with this convergence, um, it, it surprises me in a way that, that they only converged to where they did at this point. Um, because obviously they, they think that their in-house processors are powerful enough to be able to handle everything that needs to be handled in a Mac. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that processor is powerful enough to handle that everything, everything that needs to be done on a Mac, and I can put that same processor in an iPad Pro, then why not just finish the convergence entirely and be mm-hmm. done with it? Yeah. Well, 
I mean, yeah. There's, you know, a few different things to go along with that. Um, I mean, it's a... You know, it's a, a very well-known secret that, you know, from from a, a at least a single core perspective, that the iPad chipsets have been smoking Intel chipsets in benchmarks for the last few years now, like that portion of things, right? The the multi-core capabilities, I think, really remain. Um, to be like truly tested, um, and I think that's probably that's probably a bit of the reason why they've announced that this is going to be, you know, like a two-year transition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, it, you know, they're they're not all the way there, and again, you know that that convergence of the two has been happening for years you know well, um because uh, was it la- was it last year or the year before when they announced catalyst right and they brought a bunch of the the apps from ios to the mac right so th- that's right. been happening the you know getting rid of itunes and going with apple music getting rid of iphoto and going with photos like all of that transition has been happening for a while um which i honestly thought was going to happen much much sooner like i thought it was going to happen on a much faster timeline than it did um you know because years and years ago when they brought like messages and facetime and you know some of that stuff from iOS over that that kind of initial first round of like, well, we've been doing such great stuff with this iOS. Now we're going to, you know, bring some of it back and, and share it with the Mac, whatever. And I was like, okay, here's the start. And it turns out that like, you know, that probably was the start, right? But it has just been dragged on for so much longer Right, it's been incredibly slow track. Right, right. And so with this whole overhaul of the Mac interface and with with the architecture change now leading this way, I, I do think that it's appropriate now that they're moving to version 11. I also agree with you that when they ran out of fucking cat names, like that probably would have been a good cutoff you know, to go to 11, and then at this point we'd be going to 12, right? Like, get the ball moving. Because now here's the other thing, right? Like, are we going to be on... uh, Are we going to be on version 11 until 2038? Because that's the cycle that you just set here, right? Going the last 18 years. Um, So, who knows? You know, maybe we will, maybe we won't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, or at, at the very least, like, think about this. What you could have done is the moment that you released iOS 11, like, who really cares what, you can make any arbitrary cutoff that you want to. It's like, now we're going to fully unify all of these things, right? 
and we'll have iOS 11, we'll have Mac OS 11, we'll have, you know, like, and, and then just iterate it every year, you know, well, and say OS 10 was a great chapter in our history, but now we're just going to start with the yearly conventions like we do, you know, and at this point we'd be talking about them releasing Mac OS 14, right? And whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> I ramble and it's not important because it's all in the past and none of it fucking matters because here we are now. I don't, I think the biggest part of my frustration with this, and that's not to say the fact that my fucking email just crashed again doesn't <laughs> piss me off. Um, but my biggest, I think my biggest frustration with this, honestly, is that I wish Apple would just do what they are known for and rip off the fucking Band-Aid. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to peel it back. Just rip the fucker off. All right? Mm -hmm. if, if the future is no more Mac, buy an iPad, fine. Then rip the Band-Aid off and tell me that so I can move on and get a computer that I need for work and an iPad that I need for whatever Mac stuff that I need, mm -hmm. right? Instead of buying uh, Mac computers that, let's face it, with the way they're going, I I love the hardware, uh, but really I'd probably rather not be using their UI anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, like if the future really is uh, Xcode becomes an online service, right? That you that you access that way, and even if it's an online service that you can only access from an iPad, fine. I'll spend the money on an iPad Pro uh, for that part of what I need, and then I won't buy another Mac because you've told me Mac doesn't matter to you anymore, and I'll go buy something else. But just rip the Band-Aid off. If, if the Mac doesn't matter to you anymore, then tell us that so that we can move on with our lives. I love it when you're honest. Just give it to me straight. <laughs> Come on. Uh, is there... Um, so uh, taking the disappointment that is uh, this entire uh, brand that it has lived with us for 35 plus years, taking that off the table, okay. uh, is, is there anything else about the rest of the program that um, stood out to you that like even just looking back at it now, whatever eight hours removed uh, from this thing happening where you just stood back and you went, wow, look at that. No, <laughs> that that's the answer that I was. That's, that's what I was going for. I mean, I mean, the the Apple Pencil, the Scribbler, whatever, uh -huh. that's kind of cool, you know? Like, 
Yeah. Uh, it's 20 years too late of kind of cool, but kind of cool, you know? Um, and honestly, I, I will admit that with the Apple Pencil, my iPad is a perfectly good little drawing tablet. I wish the palm detection was better uh, a lot of the time, but um, it's it's a perfectly good little sketching tablet, you know. Um, it's, it's good for that kind of stuff. I, I don't fault it for being that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there was not something that I was just like, I think the thing that stood out to me the most, the most out of any of this, um, was virtualization. Mm-hmm. And it stood out to me for two reasons. Um, one, the way that they, they put it together and they announced it, they made it feel like Apple is offering a virtualization program built into Mac OS. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that you will be able to, uh, you know, go load up your, your Linux uh, server, your, your uh, test dev environment in there uh, and, and be able to work with, which... I mean, Apple's done virtualization stuff before, not in quite that way, right? But they, I mean, there's mm-hmm. Rosetta or on Rosetta 2, whatever. Like, um, the, these things have happened before. And all right, I'll admit, it probably would be pretty cool if Apple did that. Um, but then they made, so they make that announcement. And then they go to talking about the uh, chips and then they say, okay, and now let's go over uh, to the guy in the other room, and we're going to talk about the virtualization. Mm-hmm. And then he says, virtualization in Mac OS X is super cool, or I'm sorry, not OS X, OS 11 now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is, is super cool. Let in me the, just In the Mac OS Big Sur. Let me open up Mac OS Big Sur. And I'm but sorry, then, I catch you up. Yeah. You but open then up. he immediately opens Parallels. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, wait, the fuck? You just said you're including this in the system. Why the fuck are you opening parallels? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What the hell's happening here? Yeah. That was that was probably the biggest part that, that stood out to me. Yeah. Um, and not that I think parallels would go anywhere if they did offer their service in, uh, you know, in the system. Um, because as we all know with Apple, when it comes to anything pro level, um, mm-hmm. they have to take the basic idea and then, uh, just completely cut it off at the knees, uh, <laughs> and make it the bare minimum to do anything, mm-hmm. uh, so much so that it frustrates you more than not having it. And you would go buy parallels anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But well, it does I... interesting that you know, they would even consider mentioning that as something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll r- remain to be seen because I, I hadn't, I had noticed the same thing, but I, I, in, in reference to your, your, um, pro pro software comments, right. It, it, it that really is a, 
that's a prime example uh, for me of of what I would consider new Apple, right? Or or Tim Cook Apple, really? Um, because you know, uh, it, classic Apple had really good pro level software. You know, I mean, Final, you Final Cut Pro Seven was. It was the industry standard and the leader for so many years for a reason, right? right? Um, but this this transition started happening to new Apple, and all of that just kind of went by the wayside. Um, Suddenly, you got Final Cut Pro Ten. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> And and what they did with ten was they just they skipped right past eight and nine where things get gradually shittier and shittier and they just skipped to rock bottom shittiness with ten. Like you know, talk about cutting it off at the knees. Like you were lucky if that thing had, you know, shoulders and a neck left based on where they cut that thing off from, right? Like, so in, instead of gradually disappointing people and getting to this point of where it's like, oh, this software has been getting worse for years and years, it's like uh, another example of Apple just ripping the Band-Aid, right? Like you said before, like, we're going to take this absolutely amazing, you know, perfectly fine, maybe a little outdated by by the end of its run, right? But needed did need some updates, but perfectly fine software, and we're just going to rip the Band-Aid, and we're just going to go straight to a pile of garbage. Here you go, Final Cut Pro Ten. And and again, I mean, don't get me wrong. When, when it comes to Apple's consumer-level, like the iPhone, the iPad, right, um, I enjoy them. As, as products, right, in their own right. Um, I love my Apple Music. Um, but if my choice is a 19th iteration of iTunes or Apple Music uh, on my computer or stop my fucking email from crashing... <laughs> <laughs> a 19th iteration of of Apple Music or iTunes. A 19th iteration. I how many iterations have they gone through now? Like 100 million? Pretty much. Like there's a new there for a while there there was a new version of iTunes like every 2 months. Mhm. Mhm. They, they were like, "You know what? We tried this out. Everyone fucking pissed and moaned about the interface." So uh, we made a new interface, which is just like the old interface, only slightly worse. Here you go. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like it's like they took everything that anyone complained about and they were like, you know what? I know how we'll show you. We're just going to fucking make it such a miserable experience that you'll want to go back to the way it was before. Exactly. Yep. I don't I mean. It's sad and I, I hate to talk this way. I really hate to talk this way about Apple uh, because there have been so many great years, like I said, where where their products were just, they were rock solid. I mean, 
I can't remember a time that my G4 PowerBook crashed. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, honestly, I can't think of a time. Um, even when they made the switch to Intel, um, that was was relatively seamless uh, as far as a, a migration of that scale goes. Um, and I don't remember having any major problems uh, with with any of the software or anything. Uh, I'm sure there were some niche programs that that were a pain, but um, because of the virtualization, but none of it was was insurmountable. Um, you know, and the the stuff that really couldn't perform your Adobe's and stuff uh, wound up getting rebuilt and and working just fine. Um, you know, there, there were just, there were years of, of great times, uh, and, and years where they really said, look, um, this is the platform that we're going to use to build our future on. And so they invested in the development tools. They invested in the productivity tools. Um, you know, they invested in the under the hood fixes and optimizations. And now all they want to do is squirt out a fucking Apple TV app so that I'll go fucking pay for an Apple TV description subscription to watch what the one halfway decent show that's on this service. Hmm. It's all about that subscription money, baby. I don't, I don't need that on my computer as much as I need you to stop tweaking the fucking UI and go back and pull another snow leopard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Enough's yep. enough. Stop. Stop where you are and do a development cycle, a full year cycle, just on fixing bugs, optimizing the system, and building it to be rock solid again. Yep. Yep. Two full years were spent on that. Because you, you had Snow Leopard, and then you also had Mountain Lion. Which yeah, Mountain true. Lion was the same way. And really... Although Mountain like, Lion was desperately needed, because Lion had its problems. Oof. Lion was the... Lion was the closest to a windows vista moment that apple ever had okay i wouldn't go that far oh but But lion Lion was the mobile me of of mac os (laughs) yes yes that's true that's true um yeah It, it 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 was pretty bad that was pretty bad and I don't, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong, right? Uh, you know, maybe maybe there's forces at play there that I don't understand. Um, and, and that's a possibility, right? I mean, obviously there are things that happen at Apple that you and me aren't privy to. Um, but not a but, lot, because we are privy to a lot of information. I mean, we are so well connected. But, but the, (laughs) 
it just it it seems like a slap in the face to anyone who buys a Mac and really uses that Mac for work um, and and as a productivity or programming tool. Um, and and they disguised it as, well, this is going to be so much better for programming, uh, you know, phone apps. But what what the subtext there is, is all we give a fuck about is making phone apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really is what it what it feels like it's boiled down to now is the Mac exists only to build phone apps. And beyond that, uh, you know, once we have an answer to running Xcode on the iPad or making it a web service that we can charge you a monthly fee for, uh, then, you know, fuck the Mac. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Precisely. And like I said, if that's the case, just rip the fucking Band-Aid off so I know to stop wasting my money on Macs. Yeah. Yeah. You poor thing. Instead, you have to just be stuck in this state of limbo. Just just waiting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. The other thing, though... Um, <clears throat> and... and I, I'm going to try and say this in the least problematic way that I can, because... No, jump in head first. Oh, no, 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 no. No, because I, I, I truly... It's one of those things that as soon as I say it, somebody could take it and run with it. But it, it, it's not meant to be problematic. What, it, what it's meant to be is um, an honest... I mean, it's it's just a reflection of the world that we live in and the fact that one day you know china will rule this but like how everything in the keynote where anything came in you know related to china recognizing chinese characters and all of that which in the context of apple china is one of the biggest hurdles for them right like they want china's business so bad but they are relatively such a small player in that market you know and so um all of the all of the things that you know 10 years ago or whenever it was when apple started doing the transition to uh, its own maps, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and Google Maps was the built-in functionality. Apple started transitioning over. But, you know, everything would come out, you know, they would do updates or, you know, we're going to do this rollout here or there, whatever, right? And the United States was always on there. Uh, Canada was usually always on there, right? And then usually, like, the United Kingdom and France and maybe Germany, right? But you had the U.S. and Canada, typically, an- another big 
country. And then also sometimes Japan, too. Like, you remember that? Like, it was always sure. Japan, the UK, maybe a couple other European countries, right? But now, over the last few years, right, everything is the United States and either all of China or, you know, the this list of these major cities in China, right? And it, it's... Um, It's I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad thing, um, but kind of like forcing in uh, maybe not even forcing in, but just some of the awkward mentions um, that didn't specifically name covid, but, you know, the fact that we're not having an in-person WWDC, you know, and Craig talking about the maps and being like, you know, once we can start going out again, because things won't always be this way, like whatever, you know, like them just trying to subtly weave in that kind of stuff as well. And you can tell that they're trying to do the same kind of stuff with, anything related to china but i don't think they were subtle in their messaging about things at all i mean well no but but they're trying to be that's the thing where where it could be misconstrued but having watched this keynote i would give i would forgive anyone uh coming into the apple situation to for thinking that Tim Cook and uh, Federighi are it, and then everyone else that works at Apple is a female. <laughs> and, and I don't, I'm not saying that in a, in a necessarily a negative light. Yep. Um, I, I think it's very nope. great that there are that many uh, skilled engineer uh, females working at Apple. I really Absolutely. do. Yep. But it also felt disingenuous in in that it felt like they were trying to force that to the front, right? Um, as as a political issue, um, right? And, and and because of so many, uh, because so much of the time was taken up, you know, between tim and craig that you had to balance everything out with this rotating cast of Mm -hmm. primarily females because you did have a couple other guys come in but then you know even with that you had you know you had the black guy come in you had you know and i don't again right i i'm not saying this as as in it's a bad thing right no no, um, me either. Me either. But I I know what you're saying because Apple is not the only one, right? Because right. any any major presentation, especially over the last, you know, year and a half, two years or so, right, will there will be some sort of postmortem out there on the internet about, you know, oh, here was this big thing. And 
guess how many women were represented, right? right? Zero. Or guess how many minorities were represented? Zero. Or both, you know, the the stage, they had 15 different people come out on stage and they were all white men, right? And so, you know, it's, but, so yes, I, I will agree with you 100% that I think that it was great to see the representation, um, but it it did feel, and I don't want I don't want to say forced down your throat, right? Because I was no, voluntarily was, watching this event. Disingenuous. Yeah. Uh, the way that but, they, the way that they get it. Yeah, I mean, but how do you get around that though? I mean, because it's either it's either having Tim and Craig explain everything for an hour and forty minutes. Or you you break it up between these other people, you know. I I and I I do, don't have the answer is what I'm trying to say, right? Like I I, 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 I mean yeah. I I do genuinely believe right um, with with my firm beliefs in Apple, right? Um, I I genuinely believe that each and every person on that stage or, or in that video uh, deserved to be there um, and was mm-hmm. the best and brightest in their field um, and, and absolutely, uh, you know, deserved that recognition. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mean to belittle that in any way. Um, you know, and I, I do think that it's great that the that the representation was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't know how to explain it. It it, it well, I mean, because it's not that it, it wasn't a great thing. It's that no. the way that they executed it made it feel like the remake of Ghostbusters. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Don't, don't, no, don't do this to me. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just, I mean. Oh. oh, boy. And it's, no, because this is, it's it's a very, uh, it's a difficult spot to be in, to, mm-hmm. to look at something like that, and to wholeheartedly accept and completely agree with the message that they're trying to convey mm-hmm. look at that and to say i agree i think what you're doing here is a great thing um i i think it's amazing uh that that you're giving this representation and at the same time to feel like the execution was terrible mm-hmm. okay All right. And well. and I will give part of that to the fact that it it was a one of a kind odd keynote, right? Um mm-hmm. they you know, it, it wasn't everyone together at the Apple uh, you know, at Steve Jobs <laughs> Theater, right? Um so maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe things just came across weird because it was in this 
strange video format for them, right? Um, and it wasn't a, a, a more familiar uh, platform for them. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, that's a very real possibility. Yeah. Um, and and I do believe that Apple means well, regardless of whether I thought the execution was good or not. Um, you know, I mean, uh, I don't have. Have you done the Apple TV thing? Like the Apple TV Plus? Um, uh, yes, because one of our devices qualified for the the free year. Okay. I, I got it. Um, uh, probably not worth it for anyone out there listening. But um, they did do uh, the morning show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something that I will give them uh, is that I expected when Apple came out with their TV service and the shows that they were going to make on it, that it would be more Disneyified, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and they definitely did not shy away from the whole Me Too thing with uh, with the morning show, right? They okay. they took a real, or, or at least what I think was a real, genuine look at it. Um, mm-hmm. And, and from, from multiple perspective, right. Um, and I feel like the, the people creating the show were really allowed to, um, explore that space. Right. Mm -hmm. And to say, um, and, and to say like there, there's all of this nuance to the situation. Um, and and still have it be wrong, but but nuanced, but wrong still, um, you know. And, and I don't know if it, it just was such a, a surreal experience compared to what I expected from mm-hmm. Apple making a TV show, right? Sure. Um, and so I, I do genuinely give them credit in in this arena of uh, trying. Right. Um, whether their message is always on point or not, whether their execution is always uh, great or not, um, they do genuinely. I at least I believe uh, they do genuinely try, um, and they try with good intention. Um, so I can't I can't fault that. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. The the best way. The best way that I can describe it is one of those, um, like, diversity uh, posters or or videos, right, where you have to kind of check, like, all of the boxes, right, where, okay, well, there's our, our one uh, white person, right, we're going to have somebody black we're gonna have somebody hispanic we're gonna have somebody asian uh we're gonna have somebody in a wheelchair right like you're going through and you're you're checking all of those boxes you know to show right and it that that's just kind of what it felt like to me where you know that that poster of that or that video of diversity 
you know, while it's all crammed together for that purpose, it's it's not wrong because that is the way that things should be. And yeah. and none of that stuff should matter at all. Unfortunately, you know, our fucking racist Oompa Loompa of a president, you know, was just in Oklahoma this weekend calling it the Kung Flu. Like, it, yeah. to applause, right? Because he's a gigantic piece of fucking garbage. But... You know, and and that's why, like, I, I don't want to try and take away anything from what Apple was trying to represent with their culture. I just, yeah. I, but I do agree with you that uh, the, the execution of it, maybe it was because it wasn't a live event. I, again, I don't have any answers either, but it was just, it, 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 it was noticeable in the same way that, all of the mentions of China and focused on Chinese handwriting and things like that were also noticeable, right? Like, that's not wrong. China is one of the largest markets in the entire world, and they will rule us all one day. So it, it's not wrong to prep us for the inevitable end times where we have to use translation to talk to the chinese because it is now the world language right like well, apple's just apple's gonna make the inroads in china that they think they're going to but that's a whole I, different time yeah i no, i don't i don't think so either i don't think so either so anyway why would i uh, why would i spend six thousand uh-huh. dollars american dollars which is like i don't even know how much in chinese right on a on a basically an iPhone programming machine uh, when I can get a perfectly serviceable, uh, you know, five-year-old PC, slap a copy of Ubuntu on it and shove that in my factory, mm-hmm. you know, for $300. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I get the idea of, yes, there are rich people that will pay for it as a status symbol. Yeah. Um, like I, I understand that and I understand that there's, you know, uh, a status driven component to the society, but at the same time, when it comes to where you're actually going to make your money on computing in industry, um, industry doesn't give a fuck. If yeah. you've got an Apple on your computer, they give a fuck that they saved as much money as they can, uh, to build the product at the lowest price. Mm-hmm. So, yep. You know, maybe the executive in the corner office gets a MacBook Air, uh, but, you know, everyone on the factory floor is running Ubuntu on a computer that was designed for Windows XP. Yep. Yep. Well, I guess the, so the, the rest of my recap, um, comes down to you know other other than remembering some of those mundane um uh, nuances of of the way that the keynote felt the only thing that i took away from this is that after 13 years and 13 different versions 
of this software, phone calls are finally not going to take up my whole goddamn screen. (laughs) (laughs) That is the only other thing that I got out of this entire fucking keynote. You you can just swipe up while you're on the call and then Uh go back to your porn. Uh Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. Like you're talking and the call comes in and sure it's a nuisance that it interrupts, but you just answer the phone and then you swipe up and you're right back at your porn. I, I do not need Greg bothering me anymore during my special time. I don't need it. All I'm doing, just, nope, whoop, swipe up. Oh, yeah. There we go. Back to it. All right. Um, I have, I have two other things to leave you with tonight. All right. Um, number one, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you saw the news today. Um, but, uh, Michael Keaton is supposedly in talks to come back as Bruce Wayne. Oh, I actually have a theory about this. Oh boy. Here we go. All right. So, okay. So here's what I think is happening for ever. The DC universe has been irreparably fucked, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. And over the past, I don't know, few years, um, they have focused on the multiverse, right? As a way to explain away all of the dumb shit that they've done. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, that doesn't count because it was on a different planet, Earth, right? In a different multiverse. Right. Uh, you, you know, with Arrow and all of that stuff going on, uh, you know, they really kind of threw in on the multiverse, Mm-hmm. And I think that what they're going to do, and if it's not what they're going to do, I hope they're listening to me now and decide to do this anyway. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the Flash go back in time to the 80s, mm-hmm. reset the whole fucking timeline. Mm-hmm. You think they're going to reset it, huh? Everything that has happened... Since, what was it, 1982 Batman with Michael Keaton, everything from there to now doesn't count. We erase it, we throw it away, Mm -hmm. and we start over. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense with, uh, because what's, it's Wonder Woman in 84, right, coming out? Yes, Wonder Woman's 84. Okay. So yep. there you go. And we reset everything back to the 80s, which, let's face it, as a planet, we probably should anyway. <laughs> uh, <and we> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The only, the only problem is, is that Batman was 89 and Batman was Returns it? was 92. God damn it. Uh-huh. They uh-huh. can't even let me have that. <laughs> In DC. Uh um yeah. Just, yeah. just to have the flash keep running, right? All the way back to mm-hmm. the first guy that ever invented fire and just drop a fucking rock on his head and we'll end it all right there. And then we don't have any more DC movies because the only people 
worse than Fox at making superhero movies is DC. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, uh, yeah, the 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 other piece of news that I found out today after um, quite a bit of um, uh, bad-mouthing and ripping to shreds last week, um, apparently I killed Joel, uh, Joel Schumacher. Because uh, now he did. He so, did. Yeah. So, I, you know... I, I I feel like I was somehow responsible. Um, I know. don't understand how the guy who gave us Lost Boys also gave us nipples on a bat suit. <laughs> but uh, in Alicia Silverstone, so was it really uh, that bad? Yeah, it yeah. There, there. It it was. But, God. Still. Alicia Silverstone in her prime. Oh, delish. Um, so I, I guess that I, I would leave you with this for the week. Um, fuck you, Zack Snyder. Uh, I hate your guts. I hope that you choke on a bag of dicks within the next week. And um, I'll look forward to reading that a bit. I don't. I just feel terrible after this one. There's, <laughs> like, like normally a WWDC is something to look forward to and to uh-huh. be excited about, uh-huh. and this one just, like, it missed on every level, uh, in in every conceivable way. I mean, it's it's not enough for Apple to just like make me not even want to buy another Mac because it's basically just going to be an iPad. Mm -hmm. But then for them to also like corporate culture things enough that, that I feel like what should have been a truly great, uh, expression of, of, uh, community and multiculturalism within Apple, which I know that they genuinely support. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but for, for, to come away from it feeling like that was disingenuous on their part, like, and I mean, that takes work, that takes work to make me feel like it was disingenuous because I know for a fact that they truly do believe in, in that culture, um, you know, and, and that it's firmly ingrained in, in, the essence of Apple, um, and, and to come away feeling like someone in HR sat down and said, we need to check these boxes. Um, when in, in reality, I know the company doesn't need to check those boxes. I, I, because they do it naturally. Um, you know, knowing that culture, knowing that, uh, the the firmly rooted belief structure around that within Apple uh, to feel like they were being disingenuous about that just that leaves even a worse taste in my mouth than them fucking with the Mac. 
Well, you know, as, as much as I agree with all those points, especially um, the fact that, that I, I know that Apple really does truly believe in um, the people that it employs and the diversity of such people that it employs. Um, I'm going to say that I, I guess the one thing that we can take away from this um, is that at least the WWDC keynote um, didn't end up opening up with the death of Bruce Wayne's parents. So that, this is true. That. Although, you know what would have made it better? Is <laughs> if it opened up uh, with Jason Momoa from Sight uh, just coming on stage and murdering OS 10. 